Hello everyone, my name is Fran Humphrey. I'm the curate from the Wigan West Hub. This is the reflection for Saturday the 6th of March. The title is Helping Others Through Their Own Time of Wilderness. The passage that I'm going to read for you is from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 5, verses 1 to 13. And I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Now there was a great outcry of the people and of their wives against their Jewish kin. For there were those who said, With our sons and our daughters we are many. We must get grain so that we may eat and stay alive. There were also those who said, We are having to pledge our fields, our vineyards and our houses in order to get grain during the famine. And there were those who said, We are having to borrow money on our fields and vineyards to pay the king's tax. Now our flesh is the same as that of our kindred. Our children are the same as their children. And yet we are forcing our sons and daughters to be slaves and some of our daughters have been ravished. We are powerless and our fields and vineyards now belong to others. I was very angry when I heard their outcry and these complaints. After thinking it over, I brought charges against the nobles and the officials. I said to them, You are all taking interest from your own people. And I called a great assembly to deal with them and said to them, As far as we were able, we have bought back our Jewish kindred who had been sold to other nations. But now you are selling your own kin, who must then be bought back by us. They were silent and could not find a word to say. So I said, The thing that you are doing is not good. Should you not walk in the fear of our God to prevent the taunts of the nations of our enemies? Moreover, I and my brothers and my servants are lending them money and grain. Let us stop this taking of interest. Restore to them this very day their fields, their vineyards, their olive orchards and their houses and the interest on money, grain, wine and oil that you have been exacting from them. Then they said, We will restore everything, and demand nothing more from them. We will do as you say. And I called the priests, and made them take an oath to do as they had promised. I also shook out the fold of my garment, and said, So may God shake out everyone from the house and from property, who does not perform this promise. Thus may they be shaken out and emptied. And all the assembly said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the people did as they had promised. We can learn a lot from Nehemiah. He was a cup-bearer to King Artaxerxes I in Susa, the capital of the Persian Empire, in the middle of the 5th century BC. This would mean he was a very important official who had a lot of influence. He lived at the king's court, so he must have had a very comfortable life. However, Nehemiah cared deeply about the plight of the small community, made up of the few who had remained and returned exiles, in the fallen city of Jerusalem. These were his ancestors. They were his people, and he was distressed to hear that they were in great trouble and shame. Chapter 1, verse 3. The walls of the city had been reduced to rubble. The city gates were a pile of ash, 
and the people were in real need. They were surrounded by enemies. When we hear about such devastation, we can feel helpless. Surely there's nothing we can do to make a difference. However, that was not Nehemiah's response. He was a man of prayer and faith. He was also a man of action. First, he prayed. O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. He recognised that his people had been scattered because they had failed to keep their side of the covenant. He identified himself and his family with their sin and repented of it on their behalf. Then he went to the king. Nehemiah showed great courage in allowing the king to see his distress, and through this God answered his prayers. The king appointed him governor and sent him to Judah with letters of support, soldiers and the materials to rebuild the walls and gates of Jerusalem. Within 52 days of starting the task, the rebuilding of the walls was completed. Chapter 6 verse 15 Nehemiah showed himself to be a very able and practical leader. However, the problems that the people faced went much deeper. We have joined the account at the point where the poorest people have cried out against the injustices that they are suffering. Their men and boys have been away rebuilding the walls, but their families still need to put food on the table. To make matters worse, there is a famine. People are getting into more and more debt. They have been forced to pledge their homes, fields and vineyards, borrow money against them just to buy food and pay the king's taxes. If they lose their properties and fields, they lose their means of growing food and of making an income, so the debt spirals out of control. Some have even had to force their children into slavery just to survive. No wonder the wives and mothers are crying out. The worst thing about this is that the people who are exploiting them are their own officials and nobles, their own relatives. Nehemiah tells us, I was very angry when I heard their outcry and these complaints. Chapter 5, verse 6. Sometimes it's right to get angry. Jesus got angry when he saw the hard-heartedness of the Pharisees, Mark chapter 3, verse 5, and when he found moneylenders and traders in the temple charging people too much and exploiting the poor, Luke chapter 19, 45 to 46. Again, Nehemiah shows us his qualities as a leader. He doesn't rush into action. He takes time to reflect. He considers what has caused these problems. The nobles and officials have acted just as the people's enemies acted in the past. Now they are the ones who are exploiting their own neighbours. This goes against the whole ethos of what Nehemiah is trying to achieve. He wants to restore all the people's dignity and their security. And he needs everyone to be on board with this. He challenges them privately, 
Then he calls a great assembly and confronts their actions in front of all the people. They should not profit at the expense of their relatives. It dishonours God and will make them the laughingstock of their enemies. Chapter 5 verse 9 Nehemiah and his family have already been setting an example by buying back Jewish people who had been enslaved by other nations, by lending money and providing food without charging interest. Chapter 5 verses 8 and 10 When they are confronted, the nobles and officials admit that they are wrong and promise to put it right straight away. Nehemiah's example shows us that when we become aware that people around us are struggling, we can do something about it. We can make a difference through how we treat people. We can help to restore their dignity and security. We can speak out where we see unfairness and injustice. We can pray and reflect. And where we see something that we can do, we can act and it will make a difference. Please join with me in a prayer that was published by Compassion UK to mark the World Day of Social Justice. Heavenly Father, you teach us to seek justice, to defend the oppressed and take up the cause of the fatherless and the plea of the widow. We ask that when the scale of injustice seeks to overwhelm us, your spirit will be the encouragement we need to keep speaking out against it. Today we ask for breakthrough for those facing situations of injustice. May they know a sense of hope that only you can bring. Amen. And finally, as our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen.